0: Came in here. I, I tried to shazam this song, and shazam has been trying to get to who's singing this song, this jingle that has been put together by our studio here, and it did not. We didn't win because I so love the song. I, I hope you do. It's quite a beautiful tune to start a, uh, you know a Friday afternoon with. Welcome to the midday conversation. My name is Vusi Maupa. Uh, Glad to be with you. This is Ubuntu Radio and uh, whatever you're joining us from. uh, If you're joining us online, ubunturadio.com, welcome. If you're joining us on the uh, audio bouquet, that is uh, DSTV channel 888, we do welcome you as well. Uh, Yeah, thank you for being a loyal listener to this show that as every Friday, midday, uh, at noon and we apologise. last week we could not come on air as there was another live event we had to cross over to uh, so we couldn't bring you that youth segment of the show uh, we'll try and get uh, see if there's a podcast that we can share with you but uh, yeah we couldn't bring that show to you so this show is divided into two segments so one is the african insight and the other is the selling point and today we won't be doing the african insight we'll only be talking on the selling point with our fascinating guest Uh, called david or daniel Uh, daniel uh, from specno one of the companies the startup companies or the companies that help startups uh, in south africa and they've branched i understand to sweden and across um, across uh, different uh, markets Uh, so if you are first you're new in this show uh, here's what we are we are a more conversational style rather done a hard and interrogative interview. We don't do none of those. We apologize if you. If you thought you we're going to put people into corners and have them interrogated. and There are shows for that. For us, we're really about positivity, really spreading the good news and really inspiring you uh, about what we um, are about. And we also commit to highlighting businesses' achievements at least in the Selling Point segment and Success Stories in Africa to inspire you and motivate Um, uh, And aspiring entrepreneurs will by all means try to investigate the distinctive futures and strategies that set these businesses apart and emphasize the importance of finding a unique selling point. Hence, this segment of the show is called The Selling Point. Uh, We also try by to offer practical advice or at least our guests, we encourage them to offer practical advice, tips and insight for you business owners to enhance your marketing, sales and uh, uh, customer service skills and overall business operation. So that's what we are all about in the spotlight. And this show, part of the show is produced and brought to you uh, by Sabelo uh, uh, Makubo. Sabel Untagani Pumakubo, that is put together, one of our spectacular producers, making sure that we get all the information and all the guests coming to you uh, to speak on this show. So yeah, um, what caught your mind? What uh, caught your mind this week? Uh, a lot of things have been happening. Um, you look left, you look uh, north, you look south, you look East Africa. Things have been happening. I think South Africa on Wednesday, uh, GDP, not GDP, but inflation came at a lower than expected rate. So uh, some good news maybe um, coming to the interest rates. We don't know. we yet to see. But uh, talking about the interest rates and in Morocco um, on Wednesday still, uh, excuse me, The Central Bank of Morocco announced that it will keep its interest rates unchanged at 3%, signaling a pause in its tightening cycle of the monetary policy. And this comes after 30 consecutive rate hikes, totaling 150 basis points and aims to maintain stability. So with Morocco uh, keeping their interest rate unchanged, what do you hope for South Africa? What do you hope for other countries across the continent? Um, Yeah, this is a quite unique environment. So we hope Morocco is leading by example there and then some governors or central bankers are looking and watching closely at what Morocco has done here. Crossing over to Ghana, uh, Ghana's economy Grew by 4.2 percent year on year in the first quarter of 2023, compared with what uh, with the growth rate of 3.7 percent in the previous quarter that was the uh, last quarter of uh, last year. Uh, the country's uh, statistic agency announced on Wednesday while the economic growth in ghana is welcome uh, the country which is mainly which mainly produces gold oil and cocoa is battling its worst uh, economic crisis in generation abroad uh, 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 of course brought by it's uh, forever spiraling public debt that's according to to Reuters, uh, there so um yeah growth is going but that is also a problem that which is, uh, halts its growth potential there Uh, To uh, one of my most favorite countries in the world, uh, Kenya, uh, on Monday uh, this week uh, signaled or they signed an economic partnership agreement with the European Union that will guarantee a duty-free access for all for its farm produce into the biggest export market. And the European goods uh, entering Kenya will see tariff reduced uh, over a 25-year period under the agreement. What is beautiful about this story from Kenya is uh, whilst they were also I mean doing good Um, in export market especially to the european union um, how they export their products there whether they are using flight or or, uh, you know um, uh, water or ship going there uh, to the european market they they've been doing it so incredibly and they've been doing it so successfully whilst you know when we think that was successful they also now sign this Packed with the European Union, giving them those duty-free access, and also vice versa, the European goods entering Kenya will also get some reduced rate or on the tariffs. So there's some good news we see. There's some hope at the end of the tunnel, as they would say, or there's some glimmer of hope when you look far ahead of us. So and this is some good news that has happened this week. At least, what caught your mind? Let us know what caught your mind this week on the um uh, what happened in your corners wherever you are hashtag midday conversation uh, my name is Vosima we're gonna take a quick break and when we return we're gonna start uh, our conversation we're gonna cross over to sweden to have a conversation with our guest who will be joining us online uh daniel Novitskas from Specno software design don't change that dial or don't go anywhere we'll talk to you shortly after this
1: wouldn't you like to explore a country where two worlds intersect, where first-world infrastructure meets an emerging market, where diversity is celebrated through its people and its sectors, where one of the most powerful economies in Africa embraces new opportunities, where science and technology enjoy rapid advancement, a land where innovation creates a dynamic environment for growth, The world's leader in mining and minerals, with nearly 90% of all the platinum metals on Earth and around 41% of all the world's gold. Home to 11 Nobel Peace Prize winners. And with the most UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Africa. It is one of only two countries in the world to have hosted three different World Cups where a market of almost 60 million people provide you with the perfect springboard to access a continent of 1.3 billion people. It's where the impossible is made possible. Welcome to South Africa, a land of endless possibilities, a truly inspiring country Welcome to the future. Invest in South Africa. Powered by Brand South Africa.
2: From Kayalicha to Musina, our money crisscrosses the country connecting communities. Now our banknotes and coin look a little different, with upgraded security features and new designs celebrating our heritage. But don't worry. Your trusted rans with the new designs and the older ones are still worth the same. So go on, use both with confidence. Our money, our pride. SA Reserve Bank, connecting us.
0: Welcome to the Midday Conversation. Uh, we good to stay with you for this time uh, of the day. And thank you for staying with us. Uh, we know i have joined by our guest that we promised you on the line, um, joining us on Ubuntu Radio, and she's, he's connecting online. If you are connecting online as well, you are on ubunturadio.com. Otherwise, uh, you can go to DSTV Audio the Booker Channel 888, that is DSTV Channel 888. This segment of the show is called The Selling Point, uh, where we spotlight the remarkable journeys of African businesses, uncovering their strategies and principles that have propelled them to successes this segment really unravels these entrepreneurs' inter- in innovative approaches, disruptive ideas, as well as unique business models that have allowed them to thrive in challenging environments. We're talking from grassroots startups to established entrepreneurs or enterprises. We explore the diverse range of industries and sectors in African businesses on how they operate. We also delve into their underlying factors that continue to be resilient. Uh, for these businesses, we explore how they navigate through obstacles and adapt to, to challenging market dynamics and overcome the unique challenges they face by exploring their resilience. This show or segment aims to inspire you, the listeners, and empower our entrepreneurs in providing you with insights and lessons that can be applied in your different respective ventures. Deep. Um, guest today is someone that is not foreign to um, innovation, that's for not foreign to disruption. Um, he really has, or they really have a unique model uh, that they run with uh, through their businesses. And there is, uh, their company is called Spec, I think it's Specno, Specno um, Software and Design. Uh, David will correct me later on. Uh, we're joined by uh david uh david please how how do i pronounce your surname i don't want to make a mistake here but novitskas is that the, that the correct word
3: i mean funny enough you got my surname right but my name wrong so it's daniel novitskas
0: daniel novitskas <laughs> pardon me i'm actually reading your name and in my mind i have david whilst there's daniel here i profusely apologize for that daniel how's it going i understand you are joining us from sweden
3: Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going really well. Um, just this week we announced our, our round of funding in this business. It, it's not myself and my co-founders first time we've raised capital, but we did decide to bootstrap Spekno and this is our first round of capital that we raised in Spekno. It's with a Swedish partner. and so we've been negotiating with them for over a year. and now finally the announcement is public. Jacques has been able to get a visa that his green number didn't previously allow for. Um, and now we are visiting our new partners in Sweden, going through some onboarding and strategic planning with them and just really looking at how our brands can align to to accelerate both the South African and the Swedish economy.
0: Wow, wow. That's, that's quite uh, groundbreaking news. There, Congratulations to you and uh, Jacques.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You're most welcome. For those that don't know Specno, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Specno, it it validates, designs, and builds powerful native native mobile and web applications that uh, seek to drive business growth and help uh, your clients to achieve their goals. Uh, Although that you are ranked as South Africa's leading UX uh, or UI uh, and app development studio, uh, you also, as much uh, more than that, Understand that your team, you go beyond what your clients brief you in whatever you do. Hence, maybe that's why you are there. But your team also understands that success really means uh, helping others to achieve more. Um, you don't just build apps, but you build market for your leaders. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about Specno uh, more on what you guys do? And just in addition to what I just uh, read here.
3: Yeah, perfect. Um so I think the, the technical term for what we do is called corporate venture building where we essentially help a, a founder, an entrepreneur, a SME or a, a sort of large scale multinational to come up with a idea, an idea that is a sort of a technology based idea. And then we take that idea and we put it through a set of, of sort of you know services, uh, programs, whatever you want to call it where we look to actually go from concept to commercializing the idea. So it's not just about building the product itself, but it's actually helping the teams across three spectrums. One spectrum is the product development. So what what are we going to be building? The second spectrum is the go to market strategy. So you know how are we actually going to be launching this idea? And then the third is fundraising. How are we going to finance this idea? Um, so we predominantly play in the SaaS market, um, software as a service, pre-seed through to series A, um, as well as then corporate venture building where we're helping founders to test the desirability, feasibility, viability of their idea. We help them raise a round of funding, we help them build an MVP, we take that to market, and then we help them raise the next round of funding. And then sort of once they're, you know, once they've raised from institu- institutional investors, we actually help them build out an internal team so that they are less reliant on us for their core technology but rather they can still tap into us for competitive advantage in the way they scale they tap into us for access to investors for access to corporates for press for additional services and skills very niche services and skills like ux ui or whatever would really be able to accelerate the founders growth we're doing a lot of the legwork for them
0: Hmm. So, what, what what does it take then? Does it take um, someone coming with a business plan to you, uh, a concept or a prototype of what they want to do and you do all that to scale them up to make sure that they get started or do you consider businesses that have started and they want to um, develop their products further? Uh, how does it work?
3: So, so, we have various different entry points. Um, One of the entry points is an entrepreneur that does have some money already but not enough to sort of build a a huge business um, and typically can't afford an app. Most people don't realize that a a typical app costs around 500,000 Rand, which is insane when you consider the average salary in South Africa. Mm. Um, So what we've essentially done is we've created an entry point to help a first time founder figure out how to build a proof of concept. How to take that proof of concept into market and how to collect the the correct data that will be needed in order to generate your first few sales, to start generating some revenue, as well as to explore what the scalability of the idea actually looks like and project out the potential value of the idea. And thus, we help the founders actually prepare to raise from uh, an angel investor their first round of funding. We've had many success cases of founders raising their first round. So that is one entry point. We do have another entry point where themes will have already been building. So if we look at one of our clients, Finn Up, um, you know, Higo is a fantastic entrepreneur, mm. but also a first-time founder. Um, and he had already been down the journey for quite some time. And I think he realized that in South Africa, we just don't have very many experienced sort of technology founders. And he was lacking a lot of the support required in order to build out a well-functioning and scalable MVP, as well as then to know what, what metrics to track, what data to track. So he worked with our team. Another client is Quicket. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know the ticketing yeah, platform. Yeah. It's, it's quite a famous solution, right? So they'd already raised their Series A investment. They were, they were quite big at the time of, of starting to work with us. Um, but, you know, Every time a company comes to us, it's because they want to grow more and they realize that they want to grow into something that they don't have experience in at the point of of working with us, whereas we have worked with 150 different software companies of varying different sizes and we've really seen the different challenges that entrepreneurs go through at the different phases of growth. So we're almost an ability to see around the corner, to see what challenges are, are coming up and to help founders be quite proactive in scaling. So if it's constraints of your engineering team, how do you implement source control or agile development where you're doing true sprint planning, you're branching off into different features that you're building, you're merging back into the master branch, you're creating conventions, processes, skeletons, you're using design systems to, to get things moving faster. So we help founders and their teams implement the things that are going to allow them to scale a lot faster than they would if they were on their own or first-time founders.
0: Wow, that's quite uh, innovative there. Um, and once once you, you start with a, a, a new business, a new venture, um, mm-hmm. you stay with it throughout. you see it throughout its um, um, growth phases? Uh, is that the case or you just launch them and you
3: leave them at that? Um. Well, I think it's important to know that we, we are a consultancy, so we do get paid for our time and we have to be quite smart about what time we then give towards an entrepreneur. So mm. sometimes an entrepreneur will be working with us where it's high touch point and, you know, we give them 100 hours of a consultant or a team over the course of three months and we basically get them ready to fundraise and then we send them off into the wild for six months look they're still engaging with our team during those six months but it's a lot less intensive than the hundred hours during the first three months then they raise around the capital and then they're working with us for like you know a hundred hours a month for the next six months um so it does fluctuate in terms of how much they're engaging with our team and that depends on how much money they've raised and the sort of speed at which they want to build um During the early phases of of building a business, you want to be a lot more deliberate with how you spend your capital so things are slower, Um, you know, you're being conservative, you are studying the market, you're taking time. And then as soon as you hit product market fit, now it's a case of, you know, how quickly can I scale this thing? Um, And then it's a case of, you know, all systems go. They need to hire specific skills. They need to scale. They need to put money into Product into marketing, into sales, into customer support, mm. uh, into building internal operations. So it really depends on the phase of the business. But no, it's it's never a, a fixed engagement. We're always being flexible and, and giving the founder what they currently need for the phase of growth they're in. We're speaking to
0: Daniel uh, Noviskas. I'm glad I got the name correct now. Uh, he's the founder Indeed. of uh, Specno, a uh, software and design. And uh, we'll come back to the business, Daniel. Uh, I just want to get to know you a little bit better. Um, I understand that you were recently listed in the Forbes at Africa 30 Under 30 uh, for the class of 2023. And congratulations on that.
3: Well, that was my co-founder. So I'm going to have to thank you on his behalf. But yes, I'm very proud of him. Uh, that's
0: good. Congratulations to Jack as well. And uh, you, you, you based you are originally from South Africa, even though now you are in Sweden. Um, you, you stay in Cape Town. Uh, is that correct? Yeah.
3: Yes, that's correct. So, so, so just because I'm in Sweden now does not mean we're still a South African, a proudly South African company. Um, you know, my heart has always been in Africa, and it, it's so interesting for me to travel here because I get here, and, and th- this sounds bad to say, but you know, in, in many ways, a lot of the problems have already been solved and that's boring. Mm. Whereas in Africa, we do have so many challenges to solve. But as somebody who's entrepreneurial and who works with so many entrepreneurs, it's so inspiring to see the opportunity that still exists on our continent. Mm. Um, and we really do want to empower local entrepreneurs to solve the problems that they experience around them. And I truly believe that it's only African entrepreneurs that can solve African problems. So we will always be proudly African.
0: Yeah, and we be glad you're not leaving us. So uh, We still need you. Our challenges keep on mounting and mounting. So your entrepreneurial spirit and ideas will definitely uh, see us thriving in this uh, environment. And how did you come about? How did you conceptualize um, this uh, in a powerful business idea and joining ventures with yak Yodan um, how did you start
3: sure um, so so I, I started back to my personal history where I was very privileged to take a trip to Silicon Valley which is home of the tech startup mm. PC and, and hyperscale companies um, and and I was just blown away by how quickly companies were growing and scaling there and um, And, you know, it was entrepreneurs that had identified a problem and decided that they weren't only going to solve that problem for a few users, but they were actually going to scale into international companies where they could solve problems for people all over the world. Um, And really making a difference was quite inspiring for me. So I came home and I read everything that I could about Silicon Valley, about how ideas started, about the lean methodology, about Mm -hmm. venture capital, how to raise capital, how to deploy capital. And I realized that, you know, we don't have a startup market in South Africa, or at least we didn't really five years ago, yeah. but what we do have are, are really competent, smart, ambitious people who, ambitious people with so many challenges to solve and so many opportunities to build businesses. So, myself and Jock, we had met at university and we sort of theorized that, you know, there should be an option to launch a startup in South Africa. There's no reason not to. So... We launched our first startup. It was an agri-tech. It hits a million rand of, of, of sort of software sales within the first year. Hmm. We went through an accelerator. We raised a round of capital. Um, and during that time, we met so many incredible founders, African founders who were really solving real problems. Um, and every one of them was was hitting the same challenges and the same obstacles that we were hitting. And these were unnecessary obstacles. These were obstacles that they've already solved in Silicon Valley. Hmm. But the problem is we don't have second-time founders here in Africa that are are training first-time founders. Yeah. Um, so when we exited our first business, we, we essentially decided that we wanted to build a venture studio. We wanted to build a consultancy for hire that would help all founders basically technology founders, specifically technology, to essentially, you know, accelerate their growth, to solve some of the challenges with them, to make sure that they feel less alone, um, to help them see around the corner. So yeah, we essentially set up Specno, we bootstrapped it, and we've grown it to 50 people over the last five years, we've done 150 ventures, we've worked with everything from small scale founders to multinationals like Old Mutual, and PEP, Ackerman, Spa, etc. So we've done some really cool projects across the spectrum and we've learned what works in South Africa and what doesn't. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we have learned is that South Africans are ambitious. You know, yes, South Africa is an amazing market, but a lot of South Africans want to actually bring foreign money into the country. They, they want to bring the wealth to Africa And in order to do that they need to sell their solutions into foreign markets so that was part of the reason why we expanded into sweden you know our our current partner they exist in over 20 cities they've got 850 consultants across those cities they've got 36 other investments and they really understand the european market so it's going to make it a lot easier for us to help our startups expand into europe um where they can really grow the value of their business um you know and and it's it's not taking ip from one country into the other or taking the brains of one to the other but it's really about building both economies how can you tap into the advantages of both economies to really build a business uh, and see it succeed
0: that's beautiful, uh, Daniel. And uh, now that you're transcending the borders to to go to Sweden, and uh, you know, certainly you're going to go beyond Sweden. That's how I'm seeing this uh, going in the future. Um, and you've started here at home. You mentioned the number 50. Um, you say you grew to 50 people. Is that the people you employ? I mean, one of the challenges we have, of course, as you said, we have a lot of challenges in, 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 in Africa, in South Africa in particular, it's employment. Um, you mentioned 50. Is that the number of people the company employs?
3: Yes, that's correct. So so, so we have 50 full-time employees within Specno, directly employed by Specno. Mm. I, I actually don't know the number of jobs we've created through the 150 ventures that we've started over the last five years. Sure. Um, and external to the 50 full-time employees, we have 850 consultants spread across Europe So when it comes to taking on larger projects, you know, it's not just our 50-person team, but we're almost 1,000 people now.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. And do you get government support with all these uh, contributions you
3: make in the society? Um, Unfortunately, not. Not only do we not get government support, but government puts a lot of red tape on our ability to grow the business. Um, Hmm. South Africa is not a very business-friendly environment. It makes things very hard to raise foreign capital because it's so difficult to raise foreign capital it's difficult to employ talent from other countries where you know if you look in in places like the Netherlands they actually give tax breaks to foreign immigrants because they know that foreign immigrants will come to the Netherlands in order to start up a business which is going to create thousands of jobs for the local people in the economy And those businesses, their tax breaks end in five years. And then what happens, they start paying a ton of tax because they've been able to grow very quickly. So you've got newer big businesses with fresh ideas. They're changing things up. They're solving problems. They're pumping money back into the economy. They're creating jobs where, yeah, unfortunately, the government in South Africa, it hasn't progressed to be employer friendly. Uh, and that's not an African problem, that's a South African problem. If we look at countries like Nigeria and Kenya, you know, these guys are launching what, what's called a Startup Act, something that recognizes a high-growth business that is able to really create a lot of jobs and do a lot of good for the society and the economy, and they're creating special provisions to make it easier for entrepreneurs to start those types of businesses. My hope is that South Africa will see it in the future. But it's a problem that needs to be spoken about. Um, It's not spoken about often enough. We are trying to create a startup act. There's a lot of companies that are are sort of working together to to get this pushed through. But I don't know how long it's going to take before legislation really recognizes it.
0: Daniel Noviskas, the founder and director at Specno Softwares and Design, joining us on the line uh, from uh, Sweden. He's South African, I should emphasize and really sharing his thoughts about the work they do. That's a beautiful work they do in uh, Specno Software and Design. And we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to continue our conversation with our guest, Daniel Noviskas.
2: From Kailicha to Musina, our money crisscrosses the country connecting communities. Now, our banknotes and coin look a little different, with upgraded security features and new designs celebrating our heritage. But don't worry, your trusted rands with the new designs and the older ones are still worth the same. So go on, use both with confidence. Our money, our pride. SA Reserve Bank, connecting us.
0: Welcome back and uh, thank you for joining us and staying with us throughout this uh, beautiful hour where we get into details around some of the great businesses we have uh, in South Africa and Africa. And uh, some of these businesses are even transcending borders going beyond Africa and uh, one of them is uh, Spekno. Uh, we joined by Daniel on the line, um, sharing the great news that he just uh, partnered with some of the great partners in Sudan, and now they're there to finalize and formalize things. And uh, yeah, for me, a good takeaway is that you employ over 50 people directly, but uh, there's some huge indirect contributions when it comes to employment and contribution to the society um, that they have both in South Africa, and that's what they Going to have also in the European countries, Sweden to start with. um uh, Daniel, welcome back and uh, thank you for staying with us.
3: Cool, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a great conversation so far.
0: <laughs> you most welcome. You, you mentioned, Daniel, some of the challenges that uh, you know before we went on the break, around mm-hmm. um, you know how you're not getting support from government and now you're working on the. I think uh, a piece of legislation with a uh, you know a group of other s- uh, startups to solve this challenge um, of uh, getting uh, support. In fact, you even say there's more red tape than uh, support, or than it should be. Um, what what are some of the challenges that you've faced during your startup? Um, you know, it
3: could be within the business itself or outside. Sure. Um- well, some of it is due to regulation. Some of it is just a constraint of growth that unfortunately hasn't materialized due to some of that that legislation and regulation. Um, you know, I, if, if we look at the first challenge, um, and it's one that's plagued throughout our country, but it's education. So, mm-hmm. you know, while we are, are producing a decent amount of, of highly skilled technical people, our country is, is actually relatively behind in terms of the industry standard for how to build software, how to sell software, how to scale software solutions. And so within South Africa, we do not have a single unicorn, a a private billion-dollar startup, um, whereas you see it coming from so many other con- countries. Sweden has 85. Sweden has the the most unicorns per capita in the world. So... I've certainly been enjoying studying the Swedish market and seeing what we can learn from them in order to educate South African talent in how to build sort of you know highly scalable big global businesses. But you know, it's not only a, a, a problem when it comes to education, but it's a problem when it comes to mentorship and advisory. In America, in Sweden, in most of the developed startup ecosystems, you have these second-time founders who understand how difficult and how lonely the entrepreneurial journey is mm. and they almost feel an obligation and an opportunity to mentor a a first time a founder you know mm. they will often take some of their proceeds of their first company and they will invest it into an early stage entrepreneur and almost act as a bit of a startup coach helping guide them through a lot of the challenges where not only do we not have that money flowing back to invest into startups, but we don't have advisors or mentors that are coaching these entrepreneurs through the, the hardships and the challenges of building. So, you know, I think that's just one of the challenges around the, the educational side of things. And, and now I've just touched on it as well. Then we also have uh, a challenge when it comes to fundraising, hmm. because South Africa has such a small and nascent market, it's actually very difficult for investors, to raise foreign money, which is how investors get money to spend on startups. Um, so they struggled to raise money. There's governmental red tape around the amount of money that an investor can give back to a foreign fund. And so even if foreign capital had to invest into our country, they couldn't get the reward for their risk out of the country, which makes South Africa not a very good place to then risk spending good money on, on you know, a business or a startup. Um, outside of that, you know, we don't have a lot of governmental programs to help finance companies. If I look at Dubai, you know, the amount of startup funding that is helping innovation. Yes, we've got TIER, you know, we've got the development fund. yeah. But the reality is these these organizations have a lot of improvement to still make if they want to be competing on a global level. And I I think South Africa has every opportunity to compete on a a global level. Um, You know, if we just look at how advanced we are within an African context, and Africa is such a huge growing market, Mm. if South Africa jumps ahead of the curve, we have the opportunity to build so many great businesses here to solve so many problems for millions and millions of people. so, I definitely think we should be you know looking ten twenty thirty years down the line in, in terms of what this continent can produce and start to change regulation to adapt to to what's coming um, and make sure that South Africa is in a good position to tackle that opportunity sure then just in, in, go, go yeah ahead, ma- go I ahead. think maybe that, that's a, a long enough list should we move on
0: no go ahead go ahead Daniel I was I was listening
3: go ahead cool um yeah then then I think the the next challenge is is we come from a um, almost a society where most businesses and most family offices are quite focused on wealth preservation instead of wealth creation mm. and so there is not a tendency to adopt or disrupt what is currently you know happening in the market so a lot of these businesses have very stable forms of of revenue they've got oligopolies over the markets if you look across banking insurance telco etc you know there are a handful of big players across each one and the reality is they know that they hold a dominant position and they can quite easily squash any disruptor so they are squashing them or they're not adopting solutions and so it's making it quite difficult for a a small startup to get to the end consumer to sell their solution. So, yeah, we've just got quite a challenging environment to build in. Then again, you've got some really innovative corporates that are now starting to explore how do we do corporate venture building in order to now tap into the opportunities that's coming. Um, Hmm. You know, I'm certainly not picking a favorite but if i just use old mutual as an example here they are one of many corporates that are exploring how do i build an innovative business model to explore this they've launched something called next 176 which basically says old mutual has been around for 176 years can they build something that might even disrupt themselves but will ensure that they are here for the next 176 years Hmm. a special dedicated unit to explore innovation startups etc to get around the bureaucracy of the mother company Um, and so there are are many other corporates that are are recognizing the need to take that leap and are doing so but i don't think enough is being done and that's certainly a, a an angle that spectrum is starting to play in the fact that we're doing corporate venture building we're helping these corporates set up their innovation arms and their units we're augmenting existing efforts and teams so I'm excited to see how we can give our frameworks, our blueprints, to these corporates to help them innovate even faster.
0: You know, you know what I'm excited about, Daniel, um, I'm excited about the fact that um, you, even though you've listed challenges that you you face, certainly as a speaker, you know, when you when you were growing up, uh, growing into the venture, but you also see, you know, glimpses of light uh, ahead. You see opportunities ahead. Uh, you, you sort of forward thinking in how you look at this and you've overcame some of these challenges, if not most of them, to be where you are. And I think this is something that uh, entrepreneurs should take home as a as a good lesson to not only, um, you know, just sit down and say, ah, this is not happening, red tape, ah, no funding, but really go up there and, uh, and face, take the challenges head on. And congratulations on that.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Great stuff. And, and tell me, Daniel, how, how did you, now you're in, in Sweden, and uh, you know, you've know you worked with a number of clients, some you've mentioned, um, how do you reach your, your target clients if someone is in the space that you're at, uh, what, without revealing much really,
3: um, or some yeah, inside sure. details,
0: but how do you reach some of your target customers?
3: Well, look, when, when we started, the goal was to be the number one innovation agency in the world. Um, and so, you know, we were very focused on the quality of the work that we were delivering and that led to a lot of word of mouth referrals. So, um, most of our clients have come from relationships, network, people saying, you know, look at the amazing work that Specna is doing. And that does translate into inbound leads. If you go and look at our clutch profile, you know, we have, Thirty five five-star reviews and testimonials from clients where they are in-depth interviews of these 30 clients about how they found working with Specno. Mm. We have twice as many five-star reviews as our nearest competitor. So the results sort of speak for themselves. Um, and in almost you know, wanting to be the best, we've engineered our own ways of working, our own formulas for success. And I think we've created some curiosity within the corporate market where, you know, I'm, I'm meeting with chief, chief technology officers, chief information officers of some of the largest corporates in South Africa. And, you know, a company of my size wouldn't usually be engaging with somebody at that level. But they're sort of saying, you know, we've been hearing about Specno. We're hearing that you guys are, are literally paving the way for South Africans to innovate. How are you doing that? And, uh, you know, if we were bullshitting, sorry for, for cursing, <laughs> it would be quite easy to see through that as soon as somebody at that level starts to engage with us. But when we are engaging on on how corporate innovation works, on how to build value and ventures and technology and innovation, and these people at this level are learning things from Specno and from me, the reality is they're realizing, like, you know, maybe we don't need to build 100% of this in-house. Maybe we will actually accelerate things if we do work with outside agencies, if we absorb a lot of the, the knowledge and the IP that's being developed. And we're not sacred about our processes. We mm. give them out to our customers, our competitors, to the market quite openly. But the implementation of our frameworks is what takes so much time. So... A lot of the corporates are starting to work with us because they want to learn how we do things and they bring us in to help implement our own frameworks. So that's been quite an exciting way of gaining new clients for us. And and those results keep speaking for themselves. They keep referring us to new clients, new corporates or bringing us into new divisions.
0: Excuse the word there from uh, Daniel. Uh, I think uh, it probably came from a good heart. Um, yeah, and uh, and and tell me, Daniel, uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, you do business online, of course, and you you do have physical presence now that you have employees. Um, what do you consider some of the key factors that contribute to your business success, both uh, online and and maintaining physical uh, presence? I know you you mentioned that when it comes to 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 reaching out to your target customers, things like word of mouth referrals. And networks they uh, form part of integral of your integral strategy but what is uh, some of the key success for that you consider that contributed to your uh, key factors i mean that contributed to your success
3: so um i would say one of the first things is obsession so you know this is this is not a lifestyle business for us mm-hmm. um, specno is is wanting to be the best innovation agency in the world. And then our goal is to teach our learnings and our framework to 1 million entrepreneurs by 2030. So because we have such a bold, ambitious mission, you know, this is nonstop for us. We're, we're doing this mornings, weekends, evenings, every single sort of waking hour we have. We're pull, putting into building this venture. And we've been able to attract some incredible talent to joining our team and sort of being on this mission with us. So I definitely bring it to the caliber of the people that we have, the amount that we invest back into our own people. You know, training is such an important part of our business model and our business. Um, And um, yeah, it's just that obsession with being the best, always thinking about how do we create value for our clients? How do we ensure that, you know, they'll want to spend more with us because of that value that we're creating. So I definitely attribute it to a lot of that obsession and and how do we solve, how do we build, how do we measure, how do we learn.
0: I could feel the obsession and the the ambition in your voice, Daniel, coming out very strongly from you. Let us know what you think of Daniel's um, uh, ambition or obsession uh, in as far as how they're driving their business. A very um, passionate uh, young man. Uh, joining us in the Sweden, but based in Cape Town, let us know on the social networks, hashtag the midday conversation and whilst you're at that, on all the social network platforms, tag uh, Ubuntu Radio ZA, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're in LinkedIn, um, what else? Do we have Facebook or Instagram? Ubuntu Radio ZA, let us know what you think of uh, Specno and in particular this conversation that we're having with uh, Daniel, one of the directors of this um, uh, soon to be, uh, you know, one of the most leading world he said number one in the world when it comes to technology and what they do and we wish you well with that uh, Daniel and um, tell me uh, when it comes to um, competition I mean being number one in the world is not as easy uh, you know, for example, competition is, is amongst you. There's some companies that are doing the same or similar things that you do. Um, uh, how efficient would you be uh, operating within these constraints to achieve your goal that you guys set yourselves?
3: Cool. So, look, of course, we, we learn from competition, but we, we told ourselves we're never going to chase the tail lights. Otherwise, you constrain yourself to what's already being done. You know, we want to be pioneers. We want to change the way things are done. We, we want to pave a new path. So while we, we learn from competition, no, we're not following competition. Um, what we're competing against is ourselves. We're competing about being better every single day that yeah. we show up, about learning more, about improving what we're doing, about creating more value. Um, and then I bring that back to obsession, right? The more we obsess over value creation and being better, um, the further ahead that we'll go, and we actually have twenty nine thousand recognised competitors. And if we if we use just this global ranking site, which is the number one independent global ranking site in the world uh, when it comes to software development agencies, we're currently in the top one hundred of twenty nine thousand. And I have every conviction in me that within the next two point five years, we will be number one in the world. Sure. Um, and, and that will not be from obsessing over how to beat competition but how to be better than ourselves every single day
0: Wow, we can't wait to celebrate you when that milestone happens I think even being in the position that you're at now it's it calls for celebration and we're quite proud of you um, you know, associate with young entrepreneurs and South Africans like yourself that are taking us to the global scale, uh, being number one to us, uh, at least for me, it will be a chair on top. Uh, we, we really appreciate the work that you do. And uh, someone that would like to be like you and uh, you know, would like to be number one or um, have a significant contribution in whatever business sector they are at, uh, what, what some of the tips or insights. Uh, based on what you have achieved in your business uh, that you'd, like, you'd, you'd share uh, with them to enhance uh, whether they're marketing, sales, customer service, I mean, overall business operations. What are some of the tips and insights you would definitely, um, if you had to write a book and say that these are the tips, you would not leave out?
3: Um, well, maybe it's worth mentioning that I, I do hope to write a book one day ah. on uh, how to do venture building and innovation. Will it, be, um, will,
0: it be, will it be one of the good to great? I, I see it in that line, you know, um, good to great. It's the, the kind of book that has the details and insights. Will it be one of those? Yeah, you know,
3: I've, I've certainly learned from Jim Collins. He, he's been quite foundational foundation in how we've built Specno. Yeah. When we started, we said, you know, we're going to build Specno into number one in the world. Because why be number two? You know, mm. e- either you decide you're going to be the best in the world at what you're doing or what's the point. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope it'll be at that level. I certainly know <laughs> that my, my former English teachers would never, ever in their wildest dreams have pictured me writing a book one day. But uh, let's see what happens. But um, I, I do unfortunately have to run into the next one. It's been incredible chatting. Um, so yeah, just thank you so much for the time. And if uh, if the listeners do have any questions, feel free to pop me a LinkedIn message and I'll, I'll sort of try and give some you know, one-on-one feedback.
0: That's great. So you're not going to leave our listeners with at least a tip on insight on uh, how they could uh, upscale or, you know,
3: run their businesses? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Fine, that, that's fair, that's fair. So so look, I mean, as soon as you start building a startup, everybody tells you to re- read the Lean Startup. Um, and it was quite, it actually took me two years to understand it and to learn, but you know, I have come to really really value building what's known as bold measure learn feedback loops where everything you do is an experiment where you're trying to think about what data do I need to collect in order to validate whether my plan is correct or not. And you know, I used to think that that was about just building an app, but it can be about the way in which you manage your team, it can be the it can be your LinkedIn posts, you know. Is this writing style going to result in, in you know this amount of readership or viewership or, or whatever you might call it? So just understanding how to collect the correct data to inform you about whether you are on the right path or not and becoming humble in the fact that I can almost guarantee you will not be on the right path when you start. Entrepreneurship is a constant game of pivoting and changing um, and and sort of getting to the right path. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's a never-ending game.
0: Daniel, thank you so much, my brother, for the insights and letting us know about your business. And once again, congratulations on your new venture in uh, Sweden. We wish you nothing but the best uh, in the, whatever you do in all the and in, in the near future. Um, uh, yeah, tell us, uh, how do our listeners reach out to you? Um, any way they could uh, communicate to you or with you?
3: Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I try and share tips and posts and insights and experience daily through my LinkedIn. So if you just search for Daniel Novitskas uh, on LinkedIn, then, you know, pop me a connection there and they can always reach out to me there or just ask a question directly on a, a related post.
0: Daniel Novitskas uh, from Spetno Software joining us all the way from Sweden. Uh, thank you so much, my brother. Good talking to you.
3: Thanks. Have a great day.
0: Same to you. Bye.
3: Cool. Bye.
0: Thank you, and that's how we leave it. Uh, f- <laughs> that's why we're going to leave it with Daniel uh, on that uh, quite uh, passionate, I uh, think a word is obsessive, uh, in a good way, interview that he gave us. Uh, you know, very sharp young man who really knows what he wants and they're going all out for what they want. Let us know what you thought of the conversation. Hashtag uh, midday conversation. We can't wait to get those reactions uh, from you uh, for the, the conversation we had. And as far as the conversation we had with Daniel Noviskas, uh from Spetno Software and Design. And uh, yeah, let's take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to cross over to our next uh, segment of the show.
1: Wouldn't you like to explore a country where two worlds intersect, where first-world infrastructure meets an emerging market, where diversity is celebrated through its people and its sectors, where one of the most powerful economies in Africa embraces new opportunities, where science and technology enjoy rapid advancement, a land where innovation creates a dynamic environment for growth, The world's leader in mining and minerals, with nearly 90% of all the platinum metals on Earth and around 41% of all the world's gold, home to 11 Nobel Peace Prize winners. And with the most UNESCO World Heritage sites in Africa, it is one of only two countries in the world to have hosted three different World Cups, where a market of almost 60 million people provide you with the perfect springboard to access a continent of 1.3 billion people. It's where the impossible is made possible. Welcome to South Africa, a land of endless possibilities. A truly inspiring country. Welcome to the future. Invest in South Africa. Powered by Brand South Africa
0: welcome back if you still tune to us uh, via any medium you prefer whether is it online uh, www.ubuntu.com uh, or you're joining us on the dstv audio bouquet channel triple eight uh, we're so good to have you and thank you for staying with us uh, up to this point and we hope you enjoyed the conversation we had with our guest and now we're going to cross over to your most favorite feature at least my most favorite feature one of the most favorite features of the show at uh, the inside of the African market and joining us on the line is Sipesi Chisitole uh, and how are the markets looking in Africa today?
4: Sipesi Chisitole and good afternoon to our listeners you're listening to Sipesi Chisitole with insight African markets jumping right straight to it Early morning earthquake shakes Johannesburg on Sunday morning. Northeastern South Africa experienced a magnitude of 5.0 earthquake at roughly 2.38 a.m. on June 11th. About 17 kilometers southeast of Johannesburg, the epicenter was located. A moderate to mild shaking was probably felt in the northeastern South Africa, including Johannesburg. And light to weak shaking was probably reported in far southeastern Botswana and Eswatini. The tremor occurred at a depth of around 10 kilometers. Although there haven't been any first reports of the earthquake related damage or fatalities, considerable harm is unlikely. Authorities may need several hours, especially in rural areas, and undertake thorough damage assessments over the next few days. Minor aftershocks are likely. As climate change intensifies, cholera cases are rising in Africa. According to the World Health Organization, the ongoing cholera epidemics in Africa are being made worse by harsh climatic occurrences and conflicts that have increased vulnerabilities as people are compelled to evacuate their homes and deal with insecure living situations at least a dozen african nations are currently reporting instances with the most recent cholera cases being found in south africa tanzania and zimbabwe cholera outbreaks are happening in southern africa amid seasonal rains and tropical storms that have caused significant funding namibia takes control of its resources as it bans the export of unprocessed vital minerals the government of namibia said on thursday that it has barred the export of unprocessed Lithium and other vital minerals, in an effort to capitalize on the rising demand for metals used in renewable energy technology worldwide, both lithium, which is essential for storing renewable energy, and rare earth minerals like dysprosium and terbium, which are needed for permanent magnets in the batteries of electronic, automobile, and wind turbines, are abundant in the southern African nation. The country's Ministry of Information also disclosed that only trace amounts of the listed minerals would be allowed to be exported with the Mines Minister's Agreement. Namibia is a major supply of uranium and gem-quality diamonds, but as the globe switches to renewable energy sources, interest in its battery metals is rising. Egypt's core inflation rises to 40.3% in May. In May, Egypt's annual core inflation increased from 38% to 40.3% in April. Egypt's inflation has increased significantly over the past year as a result of numerous currency devaluations, a protected foreign currency shortage, and ongoing import delivery delays. According to the report, it rose from 1.7% in April to 2.9% in May. Egypt's currency has lost half of its value since March 2022, when the effects of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine revealed Egypt's economic weaknesses. South Africa's president briefs Chinese leaders Xi on African-Russia-Ukraine peace plan. In an effort to put an end to hostilities, the South African president Cyril Ramaphosa has informed Chinese President Xi Jinping of the impending visit by African leaders to Russia and Ukraine. According to a statement from the South African presidency, Ramaphosa reminded Xi that he had taken note of the peace plan put forth by China and that African leaders backed efforts to end the conflict peacefully. The African peace proposal, which specifics haven't been made public, was announced by Ramaphosa on May 16th. The leaders of Senegal, Uganda, Egypt, and the Republic of Congo and Zambia are also in favor of the peace proposal. South Africa has said it is considering legal options if Russian President Vladimir Putin, the subject of a war crimes arrest warrant, attends the BRICS summit. The International Criminal Court has issued a warrant for Putin related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine and South Africa as an ICC member would be required to arrest him if he attends the summit in Johannesburg. It's a wrap for me. Catch us again next week. Same place, same time on DSTV Channel 88. Have a great weekend.
0: Thank you so much uh, my job as we hear there, a lot is happening in uh, uh, african markets and uh, what do you make of it hashtag midday conversation um let us know what you thought of what specifically has shared with you and with us <clears throat> around uh, excuse me uh, what the developments in the african markets yeah that's uh, pretty much what we had for you uh, in the show but let's give you um uh, let's look back in history before we leave today um and uh, you just get to know uh, what happened in the african some of the african countries um in this week in particular starting from monday um, up until today on friday and um there is a day. I think it's called Matthias. Uh, is it Matthias Day? Uh, it's in Togo. It's celebrated on the 21st of June. Uh, Matthias Day is a public holiday in the Togo, Togolese Republic on the 21st of each year, 21st of June each year. Also, the day is known as uh, a Day of Matthias, as I said, but is a day to remember and honor all those that have lost their lives in the fight for free and independent Togo. During the so-called scramble for Africa at the end of the 19th century, Togo became the Germans' uh, protectorate, then the German colony of the Togoland in 1905. With Germany's defeat in the First World War, Togoland came under the control of the Britain and France. The country was finally unified as the Togolese Republic in April 1960 on the 21st of June each year they celebrate this day um, to celebrate and remember those that uh, fought uh, for this uh, free and independent uh, Togolese Republic as we now know it crossing over to Mozambique on the 25th of June uh, that will be a Sunday they will be celebrating their independent day um, Mozambique will be commer- commemorating it's quite a difficult word, but yes, it will be commemorating the Mozambique's Independence Day, which they got the independent from Portugal. On the June twenty-fifth in nineteen seventy-five. So um, those are some of the historical events that took place this week. Um, uh, you know, from Monday. I think, as I said, from Monday until Friday, but we stretched it a bit and we went until Sunday where we look at Mozambique. So that's what we had for you when you look back in history. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, certainly, I did uh, the conversation we had with our guest uh, Daniel uh, from Spekno. Uh, the guys doing great things and really holding no punches there when they uh, spell out their thoughts let us know what you thought of them hashtag media conversation you can tag ubuntu radio za and myself uh, vusi maupa uh, at vusi maupa on all the social media platforms uh let us know yeah um uh, what do you think? Uh, I thought this was uh, one of the great show that I really shared insight, something to learn from, especially the selling point put together to us by our spectacular producer, uh, Sabelo uh, Makubo, giving us the show uh, to uh, making sure everything goes uh, in order. And on the technical side, we, of course, we do have uh, Sean Mlawudzi bring us the show live to you. Thank you to all of you that joined us today and spending time with us. Thank you to our guest that spent time with us, uh, Daniel Noviskas from Specno Software and Design. Until we meet again, God willingly, next week. (music) Bye-bye.